live. So welcome to the 13th episode of the Aridi podcast and with me is Michael John Filios. How are you, champion? Yeah, good. Lucky number 13. Yes. Got it out of the way nice and early. <laughs> um, people might know you as uh, MJ. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very common name. How's the day been, mate? Uh, long, long day today. Um, mm. Just drove home from work. Yep. Drove home to one of the two homes I live in now. <laughs> so it's Friday night, 7.30. So you left, uh, you're left. Uh, you're living up north? Uh, yeah, living in, um, it, just outside of Port Macquarie in Warhope, which is probably about 25 minutes out of port. Yeah. Yep. So, How long did it take you to drive back here tonight? Uh, just probably just shy of four and a half hours. Yeah. How do you kill the time? Uh, podcasts. <laughs> I'm a big, big podcast consumer. <laughs> um, we'll just... Just before we started this, we are talking about Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, a massive Joe Rogan fan. One of the greats. We can talk about some stuff I learned today about drinking, about alcohol. Well, that's funny. Yeah. Um, I'll put a picture up later. Um, we've just cracked two great northern long necks. I thought it was fitting. Yeah, it's very fitting. <laughs> Nothing says a Friday over like a beer. And a long neck. Yeah. Um, we'll get into work and all that a bit later. Yep, yep. Uh, Just want to find out, you know, so we can... Um, fill everyone in more about yourself, where you grew up, brothers and sisters, yep. and um, yeah, give tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so I'm, I'm a local boy, grew up in the area, um, grew up in Northo. Probably all heard a bit of this story already from my brother, who's been on snaked me first. Pat who? Uh, yeah, yeah, Pat who? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, he snaked me first and got him before me. It's a bit funny, but yeah, been here longer and he got here first. <laughs> um, yeah, so got a brother, Pat, mum, dad. Local boy. Yep. Beep holding high school. Um, yeah, that's about it. What uh, What was your favorite memories growing up as a kid? Um, I don't know, really. It's hard to pick a, a memory. Like we, when we were in North, North Richmond, we um, we used to spend a lot of time on the street, like riding push bikes, playing, fucking around, riding dirt bikes, where we shouldn't be riding dirt bikes. Yep. Um, and that was what, I was in year six when we, when we changed. Yep. When we moved to Grossvale, Grosswold near Tommy. Okay. Um, and yeah, I went from being a real outside kid to a indoor nerd, which was I spent a lot of years doing playing video games. Like I love video games as a as so, a kid. So you moved to a bigger property. Moved moved to a bigger property, ride dirt bikes. In, yeah. And became an indoor kid. <laughs> Fantastic. I um yeah yeah. What sort of video games were you playing at the time? Uh big shooter fan. Call of Duty. Used to play a lot of Call of Duty. Mm. Just. Running train on people as a as a, what, a 14, 15 year old. Like, yep. it was great. Do you still play them now or did, did you grow out of that? Um, I start, I stopped playing video games when I started coming to the gym. <laughs> it was my addiction swap. Like, I swapped addictions. Like, I got rid of that addiction yeah. and took up the addiction of gym training. Yeah, wow. Just to go off on a tangent, what, what, what made you change? It became. Like, so it wasn't instantly swapping. Mm-hmm. It just became time because yeah. at that same time, I was still a student um, and it became the time. I wanted to sleep to train, but I couldn't stay up late to play video games anymore. And it was just that that on and off of time and just trying to balance everything. Yeah, okay. I might um, ask you a little bit later about how you got into the gym yeah. and everything. But back at school, like what? Uh, how was school for you? Uh I would say I was a bit of a social butterfly. Yeah. Not a good student. Never was. Always liked to have a chat in class. Um, Were you the class clown? No. Just common report card was shows a lot of potential, talks too much. <laughs> Every class shows a lot of potential, just talks too much. Talk shit. 
and it's just, just shit, just pure and utter shit. Like you, you know me. Like it's just, it is always just shit. Yeah, there's nothing nice coming out. It's just shit. And yeah. yeah. So did you have? Like, were you that kid that had heaps of heaps of mates? Yeah, I just I just seemed to talk to everyone. Like I didn't. Yeah. Didn't really be like that's that. I did have like a group of friends, but it was always. I felt like, like looking back now, it seemed to change year to year, or every second year I'd hang out with someone different, or just I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I just ended up talking to different people and yeah, just getting along with some people some years better than others, and yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably where you like. I know for myself, when I see you around here. You do. You talk to everyone, and everyone loves you, and you, you know, you you're open to talk to everyone, yeah. and that's probably where it started. Yeah, and it, it's it's. It's a bit hard because, like, I don't really have, like, that set friendship group. Like, a lot of people talk about, like, oh, I finished high school with this set friendship group and we're mm. still together. I don't really have that. Like, I just kind of – I have, like, separate friendship groups for certain things. Like, yep. I have my gym friends. I have my uni friends. I have, like, my work friends from, yep. like, when I – like, my old job and stuff. Like, they don't – I have, like, old high school friends I don't really talk to anymore. But there's some come here and I, I talk to them now and yeah, it's just, like, those – separate friends that kind of sometimes intermingle with yeah with each other yeah worlds yeah. collide yeah, yeah. it's a bit like that sometimes yeah did uh, what what was your what do your your fondest memories of school just i don't know it's like it was just hanging out with people like yeah the one thing i miss about high school is now looking back it was just a piss take yeah like it's you yeah year 12 the biggest piss take, yeah. Waste, biggest waste of time. HSC, biggest waste of time I've ever experienced. And I stressed about it. I was yeah. one of those people that was stressing because I wanted to get into uni. I wanted to do good. Yeah. Did terrible. Got into uni. I'm doing what I want to do now. Like, yeah. I stressed, but now looking back, I'm like, you should have just enjoyed it more. Had more fun. Like, yeah. It's enjoy life. Like, a little bit further um, back with your childhood, Pat told us a story about the green yeah, frog. Yeah. 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 It's all a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even happen that way. Like, I don't even remember the story. This is a hand-me-down story that got lied about. Right. Okay. Do you have any any stories about Pat? Oh, uh, yeah. From from the, the weekend. From the weekend, actually. The weekend just gone. Just gone. He um he had his he just bought a new a new uh a new dirt bike, a CRF 110. It looks a uh, nice machine. Yeah, so just like a little little it's a kid's bike, really. <laughs> it's to just fuck around on. Yeah. As you do. And um, he lost the key for it. He, it has a key. He has two keys and he lost both of them because they're still connected together. <laughs> and he was going furious. <laughs> Everyone was getting yelled at. It was dad's fault. It was mom's fault. I'm just standing there laughing at him. Yeah. He's tearing up the house, throwing shit. Like, you lost the keys. These are my keys. Where have you put them? Turns out he left them on the grass outside the shed. <laughs> And forgot them. And he just Game was Pat. Bl- blaming everyone in the house. Just yep. blamed everyone. And I'm like, it wasn't me. I wasn't, I'm not here. Like, I'm, yep. I'm not here five days a week. You can't blame me. Yeah. But yeah. Carried on like a pork chop. Oh, throwing shit. Like, where the fuck are my keys? <laughs> Who moves my shit? Like, just all over the place, just having a sook. It was hilarious. Uh, I'm standing there making, making lunch and having a laugh. And he's just carrying on. It was great. Good work, Pat. Yeah, it was hilarious for me. Um, did you play sports as a kid? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I played soccer. Yeah? One of those soccer boys. I Do you, you like everyone else, played for Colo? No, I played for Richmond. Nice. So, because I, I, 
I went to school here in Richmond at St. Monica's for primary school. So yep. I played in Richmond. Yeah. And I also played um, softball up until very recently, up until mm-hmm. last season. Yep. Uh, were you better at soccer or softball? Uh, definitely not soccer. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I was like, it's just that I played multiple places, but I, I stopped playing because I just didn't didn't enjoy it anymore. Like I just – Yeah. I just – Yeah. It was such a trek. It ended up being you have to travel so far. Mm. Like in I think what was 14, 15 kind of thing, yeah, kind okay. of around that area. And it's just, yeah, I just didn't really enjoy it anymore. Yep. What was the attraction to softball? Um, I don't know. We got thrust into that one kind of thing. Like I think there was a come and try day at school one day. And I think mum just selected us to play that sport. Oh, she's thrust you into it. Yeah. Just like this is a sport you're playing. Like go play for a year. Like, yeah. Like, see how it is. Like, just that, like, young kid, just put him in a sport and see how it is. Like, I think yep. we played in come and try day and did all right. Like, yep. could hit a ball, could catch a ball. Like, yep. that's basically what happened. Like, is that where he's met Boyd? Yes, that's where we met Boyd. Yeah. yeah okay. So, Boyd, Pat's best friend, um, they've been together since very young. They went to primary school together, I think. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. I'm almost certain. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I, we pl- I played that since I was probably probably six. Yeah. And up until last year yeah, with nice. a couple of seasons off for various reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I played in total 18 seasons or 18 years straight nearly. Are you batter, pitcher, fielder, um, all the above? I played. I ended up playing first base. Yeah, because it's the least amount of running. <laughs> so it's the least physical physical uh, position there is. Yeah, I just I can catch a ball. Okay. Well, I sometimes I can catch a ball. <laughs> catch a ball better than some, but not that good. Um, did you win win any comps? Uh yeah, we had a we had a men's team down here at uh, down here at the Hawkesbury comp, yeah. and we we won. I think it would have been five or six years running. Yeah. Um, quite decisively. Yeah. Very decisively. Awesome. We had a very strong men's team. For we had a couple of state players that kind of just just Smashed signed them. up, just signed up, and there was a couple of games where it was it was a bit like unsportsman, but we <laughs> had to try and nah. not win by so much. Put them to the sword. It was just we want to play more than half an hour of an hour and a half game. Yeah. So yep. we had to not mercy rule them in the first three innings. How good is it when you can roll up to uh, a sport or a weekend like soccer, cricket, or softball, and you are in a team that just dominates? Oh, and I I came into this team so as a good. as a sixteen year old. Yeah, I'm playing up in the men's, mm. so I was the 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 youngest in the team when I started, and grew up in a in a men's softball team <laughs> of shit talk, like and like. Some people would probably even say it was bullying. Yeah. Like it's definitely probably classed as bullying. What, I, what some of the shit that I heard. These days it'd be called yeah, bullying. Someone yeah. Someone would complain. But yeah. like that's that's what makes you in a men's team. You kind of yeah. You, you take it and you learn to give it back. That's where you you learn your your banter. Yeah. As you, as you bullying banter, same thing really. Like yeah. It's banter when you start giving it back too. Yeah. Absolutely. It's bullying when you just take it. You're just standing there taking yeah. it. That's bullying. Yeah. When you give it back, banter. Banter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I grew up in that team, and yeah, just nice. lots of fun. Like, yeah. What What have you? What did playing team sports teach you now? Did you learn any lessons from that? I learned. I probably learned more from my years coaching. Like, yeah, I ended okay. up coaching there and co- coaching kids, like coaching softball. Yeah. So as a sixteen to like eighteen year old, I think I was coaching like under elevens. How did that eventuate? 
um, just they needed someone. Yeah, right. And I was obviously more of a senior at yep. that point, 16, I'd probably been playing for 10, 11, 10 yep. years kind of thing. They're like, yep, you can teach a kid. Like, you you can hit a ball. You can teach someone to hit a ball too. I'm like, yeah, great. Do you have your working with children, check? Yes, I actually oh, do. thank God. But at that point, I didn't need one because I was 16. I was also a child. Oh, yeah, right. But I got my working in with, with, with children's check last year because <laughs> in our men's team, got put with a kid. So all the team had to get, they're working with children's check. Any of the boys were saying it was this massive stitch up. Yeah. Didn't want the kid in our team. But we had to get our working with children's check so we could play a game with him. We didn't want him in. It's just one of those like, and we're just like, why? Why are you here? What a debacle. You really stitched us up here. Like, yeah. More than, uh, yeah, that, yeah, did nothing for us. <laughs> so did you, did you enjoy the coaching? Um, yeah, somewhat. I enjoyed, it kind of helped me a bit too. And it really, I think it, like, I grew a lot learning, like, coaching. Yeah. And just, like, I learned more about the sport mm. that I didn't put into knowledge. Like, when my coach would make a choice, I'd understand that choice better. Okay. It's like, oh, I got pulled off because of this reason, where before I'm like, I got pulled off. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that makes sense. Or when they're designing a batting lineup, why someone's in certain spots and why certain players will play in certain spots and yeah, just the strategy too. Mm. I think coaching gives you that um, – you start to look at the the macro picture or the bigger picture, whereas when you are just playing, you're just worrying about yourself yeah, and yeah. it's micro. Yeah, it's just all about you. Yep. And then all of a sudden now you're taking care of what, yep. 12 people kind yeah. of thing. Do you think you'll ever coach again? Uh, no, not yeah. softball. Yeah. I won't, I'm probably never going to go back to play either. Yeah, Unfortunately, okay. like our men's team, ever since playing men's, it stopped being like ever since we stopped playing competitively, really. Yep. It's just been hanging out with the boys. Yeah. Having a laugh. Banter. Just, yeah. Like roasting each other. Like <laughs> bullying. It was bullying. It was definitely bullying. Like, and just like things like, um, like I was batting one day last year and I, it was hot. So it's a summer sport. Yeah. Decided to wear shorts. Nice. Didn't want to sweat, wearing long pants to slide. I'm like, I'm not sliding, wearing shorts. Yep. Um, so the boys in the in the dugout started yelling out, nice legs, like, why are they so white? Like just just roasting me. Yeah. Like the other team's laughing. <laughs> They're laughing at me. And I'm just standing there going, just throw the ball. Like, just throw the ball, let me try and hit it. Yeah. Catch is laughing, umpire's laughing, pitcher can't throw because he's bent over laughing. The boys are just there like, giggling too. And I'm just standing there like, wow. Who needs enemies when you got yeah. mates like that? It's good fun. Like it, yeah. was, it was never about winning for us. Yeah. Once we we change comps, like it's just yeah, a couple of boys hanging out, have a good time. Sport just gives you that um, that outlet to be able to express yourself in that way and yeah. have fun in that way. Well, it's good when it's not super competitive yes. as well. Like there's times to be competitive, but this was not a competitive time. Yeah, we didn't have a we we had Boyd was our pitcher. Yep, compared to playing teams with state level pitchers, so. Never going to win, really. Yeah. But we just had fun. It's all about the good times. Like we had guys on the other team going, you, you're our favorite team to play. Like, because you're just, you're just laughing. Like, it's you just have fun. Yeah. Like, like you're serious enough that you're, you're going like, to, you're, you're not just fucking around. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you're like, someone hits the ball, you're going to have a joke as well. Like, yeah. Or someone makes a bad hit or a bad play, you're just going to make fun of them. Like, yeah. And it's a bit of fun, but then also they're going to cop it too. Uh, it's lot. not one-sided to just our team. Yeah. 
and we're going to like, like they were playing some state plays and we're just like, the pitch was started and we're like, why are you here? Like, we're, we're retards <laughs> yeah. and you're throwing at a hundred and something kilometers an hour. And we're going, just put in your worst player. Same, same. Let's, let's make it a bit of fun. Like, let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. And just like trying to talk into like state level players to just playing shit. Yeah. Just like throwing a ball slower than they used to. And just once just they- lob it. Yeah. Once they, it's hard because once you get to a certain level, they're, they're good. Yeah. And they can't, they're so used to throwing it a certain way. Like there's a minimum they can go before it becomes really erratic. Yeah. And you just talk them into it and you just see them crumble. Like you just <laughs> see them not be able to play the sport anymore because they're just not used to it. And we're just laughing at them. And it's like this fucking bullshit. And we're just, we're cracking. And we're like, that's how it should be. This is fair now. You are dragging yeah. them down to your yeah, level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. And it's just, and then they start having a, having a like a laugh as well. And then it becomes fun for everyone. Like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to win. They're always going to win. If they mm. want to, if it's tight, they just put in a good picture and they win. Like yeah. it's it's simple. Yeah. But um yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just a fun sport for us. That was the whole goal of that too. It'd be awesome if life was like that. Yeah. You know, just have fun. Like it's good to win. Yeah. Like it is fun to win. Like, mm. don't get me wrong. I do enjoy winning and mm. you feel good. Mm. But sometimes you gotta know when you're not gonna win. Yeah. And morally win with the laughter. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it. A moral win because we laughed more. Perfect. Yeah. Um after school, you did you you went to uni? Yeah, I went, I went straight straight to uni. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you What did you choose at uni? I made a poor choice and chose civil engineering. Okay, poor choice. Well, yes, it was the hardest time of my life. <laughs> did, so, you you done the HSC? Yep. What what like mind frame in there? Did you want to do engineering? I or? had decided before year 11 mm-hmm. that I was doing engineering probably in about year 10 I decided I was doing engineering did you know much about engineering at the time I knew it fit me okay just the way I am not good at not good at English yeah I was a terrible English student mm-hmm. good at maths good at science yep all things that I enjoyed were yep. non where I wrote very little mm-hmm. and did a like less writing anything with less writing was right up my alley yeah awesome it's good to, when you know, it makes things a lot easier to make a choice if you're self-aware of those things. Um, what uni did you go to? I went to uh, Western Sydney, um, WSU. Yep. Why did you choose WSU? I got an extra five uh, ATAR points. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the only reason why I chose it because they gave me free ATAR points. <laughs> go WSU. How um, how was uni life? Um you three, four years? Uh, it was meant to be a four-year degree. <laughs> it didn't end up being a four-year degree. Um, I You did it in two. Yeah. So, saw a, a news article today of a nine-year-old finishing his, his first degree in engineering. And I'm like, it took him nine months. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. It took me a lot longer than nine months. Yeah, he can just rack off. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I, um, I was a very coasty high school student and yep. just thought I could – didn't study much, just thought I could wing everything and kind of do all right. Yeah. Which I, I, for the most part, in maths and science, did all right, just winging things. Yeah. Um, came into uni first year and thought I could do the same thing. For the most part, I could do that. Yeah. Um, second year was a, a bit of a um, uppercut there. Okay. And I didn't do very well in my second year for more than one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finally pulled up my, my socks and realized this is what you got to do to get through. Yeah. So I, I put in a lot more work, got through my second year. Then third year rolled around and I 
I realized again that it just got harder. Yeah. So I started putting more work in and then by fourth year, I, it really, I really put in hours. Yeah. Okay. And happy with engineering? Um, as in work now or yeah, as in so finishing? Once you finished? Yep. What was that feeling like? Um, a bit bittersweet actually. Yeah. Like it's different now looking back to like once I, I, the day I finished and handed in my last assignment, which was a pretty big assignment for me. Yep. Um, I was very happy. Yeah. Like so relieved. Like I put in a lot of time to my last year too. Most of the days were like 10 hour days just trying to learn. Yep. Study, do my, like trying to study for exams and stuff just because it's so hard to, for me, for me sometimes to just get info in. Yep. Um, yeah. So just big, big days. And, um, yeah, so I was really happy to be done. Just relieved, bit of time to do what I wanted. Yeah. Um, once you finished, were you happy with? Did you regret doing engineering at all? Once you, once you say you did three, four years, looking back, is there any other degree that you would have chosen? I look. It's weird because I have this real big bias towards a lot of degrees now. Like, yeah. And I've spoken to a fair few people mm-hmm. and they always say, oh, engineering is so hard. But then I've seen people study for other degrees and be like, that doesn't look too bad. Like, yeah, I would have had such a better time. Like people are like, oh, I got this exam. It's open book. I'm like, what? Like, op- what's an open book exam? Like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you get to do? They're like, yeah. you get to bring as much info in as you want. I'm like, what? Like, I have to know everything. Like, yeah. there's no no taking books in. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I could do anything else. Like, maybe yeah. maybe like a maths degree, but... That that has no like practical. Like, what are you going to do with a maths degree? Like, yeah. What are you really going to do with a maths degree? Yeah, exactly. Those open books. I did a, a few subjects of a business degree, and in the accounting subject, you're allowed to take in a um, one sheet of A4 paper, and whatever you could put on that sheet of paper, you could take in the exam. That writing was so fucking small. One of my first year units has <laughs> yeah. that same rule. Like it's one at. One of the only, I think it's the only unit where you're allowed to take something in, other yep. than what's supplied, which is usually a formula sheet or like standards for Australia. Yep. And I wrote so much shit on <laughs> yeah. this page, which is funny enough because this unit, um, a big thing for us was past papers, like learning how we're going to get asked the question and like what's going on. Yeah. And for some reason, I got, we had these two past papers. And I'm like, I'm going to work out how to do these questions. Yep. And write them down. And very similar question asking them to do the same thing but with different numbers came up. Yep. Perfect. I had it all written down step by step and passed the unit. <laughs> Thank you. Like just worked out perfectly. It's gold, isn't it? I think I set a world record for the amount of letters and numbers you could fit on an A4 I didn't know paper. how small I could write until yeah. I sat that day. You know what? They they collected at the end too and they're probably just looking at like, this kid's written real small yep. and all of that's useless. Yep. Like the majority of this, this written here, useless. Yeah. Do you reckon they get them to teach the yeah, um, professors, whatever, student, um, teachers, they go, look at this fucker. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they look <laughs> at some of these people and go, he's got 98% of this page written tiny and it's all useless. Like he's used none of that. He's written these things down thinking they're going to ask questions and it's nothing like that. And they still pass you. Yeah. That's great. They're, they're looking at this guy has no clue what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so after you left uni, what 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 was next in life? Um, I decided unwillingly to my mother that I'm going to take a gap year. Yeah. Which wasn't actually a full year. It was more like 10 months of me just fucking around. Yeah. Doing whatever I wanted 
and just do what made me happy. Did looking back now, do you feel happy you did that? I, I wish I could, and you know what, actually regret doing it because I am working now and I'm like, that's what I want to be doing. Yeah. And now I'm like, I've, I had it, so I want it again, but it's probably never going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Christmas break. Yeah. Well, now that you're working full time, maybe paid holidays. Yeah, that's definitely a thing I, I've been thinking about. Yeah. I get uh, some time every year. I'm going to just take it and spend it here. Perfect. Uh, here meaning? At the gym. Yeah. Definitely at the gym. <laughs> we do miss you Monday yeah. to Friday, mate. So, what are you doing with work now? So, like I said earlier, I'm, I've, um, I got offered a job up in, up in Port Macquarie, basically, just outside of Port Macquarie. Yep. So, I'm a project engineer on the building of a sewer treatment plant. Okay. For a, a small village, also they're called. The project's called the Three Villages. Yeah, right. So it's um, Telegraph Point, Combine, and Long Flat. Yep. My site, which is in Long Flat, I would probably estimate has a population of fifty people. Yeah, right. And yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. There's probably twenty something houses. You get to know everyone. Unfortunately, they're all nut jobs. <laughs> all of them. They're all nuts. I don't know why, for some reason, all the nut jobs moved out there. Yeah. Maybe you're a nut job too. You know what? I fit in. Yeah. I fit in out there, I think. <laughs> They're all nuts and I'm just out there coordinating them all, like chatting to them and yeah. getting to know about their day. And Yeah. So, how did you how did you get the job, if you, if you don't mind me asking? And do, you, do you want me to talk about like like previous work first? And yeah. Because that, that, leads that into that? Definitely leads into that. All right. That. Let's go right back to what was your first job? So my first job, I worked at um, the Hawkesbury Hotel in yep. Windsor, which okay. is now like the Tate's Hawkesbury Hotel or something, something like that. I'm not sure. On on the corner where they do all the live bands next to the like McQuaid Park and the bowling thing there. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I know, I know where you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. Yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure it's Tate's or like okay. the Tate's Hawkesbury or Hawkesbury Tate's or some shit like yeah. that. They changed the name. What did you? How old were you? What did you do? I was. I started there when I was, I think. 19 or 20. Yep. Just because of injuries and stuff, I didn't start working straight out of high school like yep. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I was there for two years, something mm-hmm. like that, close to that, two, three years. Yeah. And then I left there and moved to the Royal in Richmond. Okay. At um, at your first pub, was it just behind the bar? I started in the bottle shop. Yep. And then slowly over time, giving a guy a smoko. Learned how to work in a bar. Yeah, right. Which is just like one day he called me up and said, I need a smoke. You're in the bar. I'm like, I don't know how to pour a beer. He's like, you're going to learn. Learn. You're going to learn quick. Yeah. That's, and that's the best way to learn usually is the deep end, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Especially behind a bar. Yeah. Just, just throw in, in there. And you know, it wasn't a busy bar either. So, it was, it was quite slow and good to learn in. Yeah. And people tell you what they want. Beer drinkers are very fussy. Yeah. Yeah. Local people are very fussy. People that drink a lot. Alcoholics are very fussy about how they want their beer poured. Yeah, but yeah, that's how I learned. How I learned. Um, what was uh, what was it like? Your first job working in a bottle shop. What did you see? What 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 are people like? It's um like it's it's first technical job like where I didn't work for my father, yep. which is which was a bottle shop as well. <laughs> so I I kind of had that already knew what I was in for kind of thing. Yep. But Windsor's. Windsor to Lundery, they're very different in Windsor. Like I've seen like a guy with a medical bracelet just walk out of the hospital and come over and get a long neck, just shit like that. Like I'm just like, what's going on here? Like yeah. we used to have kids come through it because we had lollies and they'd get they'd get lollies and then 
they had to stop that because it looks bad having kids walk into your bottle shop. Oh, yeah. So it had like wicked fizzes and stuff. Jesus. So they'd come in just to buy lollies. Like understandable. They're just there to get the lollies. Yeah. Because they're in the, the school next door. Yeah, right. Or was that St. Saint, Matt's? Saint I'm no idea. I don't know what it is either. But there's like that primary school next door. Okay. They'd just come through before they got on their bus and, and get some lollies. Straight into the bottle shop. They would come through three, four times a week, like maybe every day. Yeah, wow. Buy two dollars worth of lollies, like twenty cent lollies. You're getting a lot of lollies. Like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I was probably showed my age to Mitch, yeah, Mitch Winter the other day. Like <laughs> he's lying to you when he couldn't couldn't get the lollies for cheap. He's yeah. lying. I've seen him try and take a photo on a phone. He doesn't know what he's doing. Nah, he's got. No, he doesn't even have apps on his phone. He uses Facebook on the browser. <laughs> what a freak! Safari. Yeah. Absolute loser. I love him a bit, though. G'day, Mitch. Um, so you left there. What what made you leave there and go to the Royal? Um, I wanted to be in the Barmore. Okay. I, I got very bored. I was always a very high, high um like attention person. Like I, yep. I'm very like ADD where I'm like I need something to keep me busy. Otherwise, I my mind wanders quite quickly. Yes. Okay. So I'm I needed to be in a bar. Like yep. I just need something to keep me busy. And I knew the Royal was busy. Yep. So I moved over to work in the bar at the Royal. Did you know anyone there? Uh, my brother. Yeah, right. That's it. So, he got me so the job. Pat worked there. Yeah, he, yep. he already worked there. He basically got me my job. It was crazy because I walked in with my resume and got the job on the day. Yeah. And then I like now I watch people and they like they had to go for interviews and like I just walked in and got a job and I'm like, wow. Like, yep. But yeah, I, I love that place. Like I love the family. Pat said the same thing. Yeah. They're always so great to me and- uh, yeah. It's all about um, who you know, not what you know. I, I knew a little bit. Yeah, I was very slow. I came from a very slow pub. Yeah, that's okay. that, that probably if you ever spoke to them at the start, that's how slow. Yeah, like I just I poured beer slowly because I was never in a rush. Like, yep, just slow service, just chat. Like, <laughs> I just yeah, talk shit. Yeah. Chatting seems to be a common denominator. You know what? And I never stopped the chatting part. Yeah. <laughs> I just got quicker at pouring beers. <laughs> so how long were you at the Royal? Uh, I think. Just over three years. Okay. Three and a bit years. Yeah, I think. Do you have a good story from the Royal? Oh, there's so many things that happened at the Royal. Give us a couple. One like, or two. I don't know. I don't know if he 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 used to, I don't know if he still does come here. He used to come here, Dylan Holmes. Yeah. He, he got he got barred from the Royal for life. <laughs> G'day, Dylan. For uh I don't know if he's even gonna listen to this, but he, <laughs> yeah. he climbed on the roof of the pub trying to get in when he got kicked out. Um <laughs> fighting, lots of fighting, always saw fights. Yeah. Just random shit. Drunk people. Just yeah, yeah. Great times. I loved it. Yeah. I when I was like in that like staying up late and late nights and like when I used to play video games a lot, I used to do late nights. Like late night used to be my thing, and I used to never get up early. Yeah. Um. So when I was doing late night closes, I loved them. Like yep. I just loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah. Saved so much money not spending it on a Saturday night going out. Like yeah. Did you work it pretty much most Friday yeah, Saturday like, nights? I there was a stretch there where I think I did three months of just every Saturday night, every close shift, every Saturday night. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Like, it was good. Yeah, you like, didn't find that hard with your with mates going out? And- no, nah, it's – again, like, I, I – my mates were – like, I had my uni mates who I saw, saw during the week. Yep. And then, like, I obviously I had my mates online that I play video games with, which, yep. I, which I'd talk to if I was on during the day or every other day of the week. And then, yeah, so I, I didn't really matter. I wasn't a big drinker. Yeah. During, during when I was a bit younger, I didn't drink a lot at all. Yeah. I um, I think I probably did about a year and a half of sobriety for just no random reason. Yeah. Just decided I'm not drinking anymore and just stopped. What do you drink? Um, 
I'm a spirits drinker at yeah. heart. I only started drinking beer when I started coming to the gym. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. So it was one hot day after after a, we did we did the the boys ward where we did like a deadlift ladder and like strongman stuff. Oh yeah, that was you, a you Sunday. Remember, yeah, yeah, Sunday. I remember that. And well. we had beers, and you offered it. It was hot, and you said, "Do you want a beer?" I'm like, "Fuck it, give me that gold." I took a sip. I'm like, "This is what I needed. <laughs> like, this is exactly what I needed." And that's really what started it. Like, you yeah. ask if you ever ask Pat, he will tell you. Like, I never used to drink beer. Yeah. Even now, I still if I go out, like I'll, I'll have one or two beers, yeah. and then it's straight on the spirits. Yeah. And it's always downhill. It's a slippery slope once the once the the spirits come the spirits out. Spirits come out. These beers are going down. Okay. They actually, it's been great. Yeah. After that drive, it's all I needed. Absolutely. Um, what type of spirits? Anything in it? Or bourbon, Jack Daniels, gin, vodka. Um, I love scotch. I'm a massive yeah. scotch drinker. Johnny Black. It's just Johnny Black and Coke because it's it's not too expensive. I feel bad for mixing with Coke. But it's also not cheap enough. I don't feel like shit. And it doesn't taste bad. That'd be a crime to Tommy Galea. Yeah, I know. He'd be upset. But anything above that, you, you definitely can't mix with Coke. Yeah. But that that's cheap enough, I think, that it's still not a... Like you can drink it straight. Yeah. It, it's all right straight. But yeah. it's, it's also in the cheap... In my eyes, a cheaper alcohol that's blended still. And Yeah, it's all good. Um, so the Royal three years? Yeah. The, what yeah. happened after that? Um, so that continued up until I left for my my new job. Yep. Um, and only reason I I was one going to leave because the owners at the time that I started until I left um, were sold the business, so I was leaving going to leave with them. Yep. And one of the locals um, said he knew a guy looking for um, for an engineer, mm-hmm. and he got my number and he gave it to this guy who's Sean, who's one of my bosses now. Sounds sus. So the next day, the next day, um, Sean called me, said, um, do you want a job? Um, what do you think about moving out country? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll move. Like, no worries. Yeah. Need a job. Yeah. I'll go. Why not? Um, the day after that, I had a job offer. A job offer and um, I think two weeks later, I left. That was a sad day. Yeah. So it came around. Like, it wasn't um, very quick. I didn't... Um, I thought it'd be a longer process. Yeah. <laughs> it, I was planning to have a week off in between my- We need people and we need them now. He was very happy to get me up there yeah. and they, they've taken very very good care of me. Yeah, good. So, what's what's life like now? Um, I get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yep. I eat my breakfast, have a shower, eat my breakfast. I yep. go to work. I uh, leave the house at 6. Yep. Get to work at 6.30. It's about a 25-minute drive to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are you actually living out towards Warhope? Yeah. So, yeah. I live in Warhope. Okay. And um, I usually either drive out to the site, which is half an hour, yep. or I drive to the office, which is 25 minutes. Okay. Um, get to work. What's a what's a typical day like if there if I that usually, is? I always like to try and check my emails first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah. There's never anything in there because no one <laughs> talks to me. <laughs> um, I usually just see what, what, what they need me to do because I'm still learning so much. Yep. They still try and teach either teach me what to do or they give me stuff to do. Yeah. I'm usually pretty good when I have stuff to do. Yeah. It's when I don't have stuff to do, I get bored. Or- yeah. Do you, can I ask what, what do they give you to do? Like so what, 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 what's a day? Yep. So <clears throat> rec- most days is like today or well, today's actually a shit example. Cause I left early. Yeah. Um, yesterday I um, came in, I did some ordering. So yep. I make sure we, because of all the fires and stuff, we've had to cancel some orders. Okay. So I had to ring um, the steel people that are delivering our Rio for yep. our slabs that are going down. Yep. Um, and organize them to come out today. 
Yep. Because we were shut Tuesday, Wednesday because of the fire. Yep. Which we're surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had not a lot to do. So I thought I'll drive out to site because I had to mark up um, some plans that were kind of fucked up by a design company yep. that the council um, approached to get mm-hmm. some work done. Yep. Um, and they've decided to put manholes basically under power poles. Wow. And they they can't really go there. Yeah. <laughs> so I've we've had to I have to redesign that basically so it um, fits the road mm-hmm. and around the power poles and maintains the the slope for gravity sewer. Yep. Okay. Um so I walked along the road and basically marked out where it where everything we marked out where it needs to move and I had to mark it out on a on a plan. Mm-hmm. Um I went up to site and I spoke to a couple of the workers and just just make sure everything's going right if they need anything, where they're at, where they're going to be at tomorrow. Are they workers? Are they are tradies? Uh, yeah. So some of them are just like, just, yeah, tradies, laborers. They yep. just kind of been doing it for a while and they know what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, just trying to see what's happening. Yeah. Like operators, just machinery, doing earthworks and stuff. Just, yeah. So everyone knows what's going on. I know where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing what they've got coming up, where they're going to be. So I can make sure I'm ahead of them. Yeah. So you're coordinating all the fellas and the, yeah. So yeah, I, I, as a project engineer, I, I take take care of everyone. Yeah. Like okay. I'm, I'm running it basically. Yep. Um. Is there a time frame for where you're at, or where we should be finished by? I think February 2021. <laughs> okay. And that's yeah, it's a long way away. Yeah. So a year away now. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. Got a bit of work to go, but we're we're moving moving quickly. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. There's a lot of work going on up there. Yeah. So yeah, there is a lot, a lot of work. At the end of that contract, is that, is so will that get renewed and work somewhere else? Or? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm not a not a contract, which is good. Yeah, I'm a full time employee, so I'm not on like a. Yep. So you get yeah, mo- you yeah, so you can I, yeah. Even if even one of the other guys who's a, another project engineer up there at the moment, he just got moved from from Telegraph Point. He's now down down south near um near um I can't think of what it's called now. He's down in Nara. Okay. He's uh, what's it called? Um. Climber. No, I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, but he's down south now. Okay. So he, he's like from here, he's about three hours south. Yeah, right, yeah. So he's down there. Uh Jarvis Bay. Oh yeah. Jarvis Bay, Jarvis Bay, whatever it is. Yeah, he's down down that area. Bay games were just yeah. Jarvis Bay. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. He's down there now. Um from Telegraph Point. So he's having to move out. He's he's today he had a, his car packed full of stuff. He's ready to move. <laughs> he's gone. Um, yeah. So he's um he's on the way up. But yeah, same same thing. When yeah. I'm if I'm needed up north, they move me up north. If they need me down south, yeah, I move down south. If I need to go more inland, I go inland. Like yeah, I'm just a pawn that they move around. Yeah. for where they need me. Has anything funny happened to you in the last few weeks? Oh, I got I got stitched up the other day. I've told yeah. you this story about the concrete pour. Yeah. Um. Share so because so I'm so new, I don't really know what I'm doing. And um, all the people above me kind of know that and they, they, they're taking care of me and they like if something happens, I have someone to ask every day still. Yeah. And so my boss is like, I'm not in. And the other boss is like, I'm not in either. The other engineers are like, we're not in. And then so there's the foreman and another guy who I don't know his job title or anything, but he's like, he does what he wants. He does work. He works and gets shit done. Yeah. That's all that matters. They're both like, yeah, we're not in tomorrow. You're in charge. The foreman's like, this is what you need to do for this site. And he's like, we've got concrete coming. You've got to be here for it. 
MJ's in charge. Yeah, so I got left in charge and I think I'd been there three weeks or four weeks or something. Like I had no clue what I'm doing yet. What could possibly go wrong? And so we had concrete, a concrete pour and it's and we're looking good. I'm like, how good is this? Like this is going to go all right. Had rain forecast but it wasn't until later in the day. Stand in there. I'm like, all right, sweet. Everything's going good. The concrete's done. They're, they're finishing it. They're probably probably two hours away from finishing. I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm going back up to the office. i got some shit to do. i got emails to check. I got emails to check. <laughs> My phone to look at. So I'm like, I'm going back up to the office. I'm gonna just because I had, I actually had some work I needed to get yeah, done. Okay. Um, I'm sitting there at my desk, chipping away at this work, and I heard like a couple of drops on the roof. I'm like, what's that? Because <laughs> sometimes it makes that noise when it's cold and then it heats up. Like it's like yep. a tin shed basically. It kind of creaks and makes noises and it sounds like rain. <laughs> Still sitting there, I'm like, all right. Like I looked out the window because I'm near the window. I looked out, I'm like, oh, I can't see any rain. It's all right. Just continue working, chipping away. And then it started. Started pissing down. <laughs> yeah. And I have no one. I'm there by myself. I have no one asked like, oh, fuck me. This is fucked. I run out of it, run into my car, drove down a site. They're there. The concreters are in, in their car because it's pissing down. We're doing like a, a self-drain abundant area. So it drains to a drain in the middle that's not actually a drain yet because they're still pouring the concrete. So there's water just pulled Perfect. in the middle. I'm like, this is <laughs> fucked. I'm so fucked here. What happens if I fucked up and this is all has to get scrapped? Like I'm fucked. They're going to yell at me. I've been here three weeks. I'm really fucked up. And it, and then I'm talking to, to one of the boys. He's like, you know what? I would have I would have poured as well. Like. The concrete is like, we would have poured in this. It's all good. Like, don't worry. They got your back. Well, like, hope it clears up. So I stood there, finally cleared up, and they started working again. And I'm like, once you're done, just put put some um, plastic over it and just cover up. So when it rains, because it's forecast to rain in the afternoon. This was probably 11 o'clock. Yeah, wow. It's forecast to rain about 2 o'clock. Yep. Um, so they finished up, all finished good. They covered it. 2 o'clock rolls around, and it pissed down. It pissed down all night. <laughs> And all day the next day. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm down here. So, it's all good. It's, once I walked out at 3.30, yeah, I'm you like- racked off back I, to Sydney. I brushed it. It's I'm done. <laughs> out of there at 3. I go to the, one of the boys. I'm like, he's like, we've got a delivery coming at 4.30. I'm like, I leave at 3. It's a Friday. I'm out of here. That is not my problem. Yeah. That's what I said. He's like, he's like, so I have to stay. I'm like, yes, you're in. I've got an open workout yeah, to get to. I, it might have been the first week I opened to. 20.1. Yeah. I died. <laughs> Absolutely died. Did terrible. Um, had to rush home to do it. But yeah, he um he did that. Rock up on Monday. First thing I did on yeah. Monday morning was go down and have a look at it. Worked out smick. Yeah. First day in charge. Everything went good. Lucky. No one knows about my fuck ups <laughs> or potential fuck up. Just keep sailing through, yeah. brother. Just someone said to me the other day, just fake it till you make it. And yeah. What I'm like two months in, and all I've done is fake it so far. Hopefully, I make it eventually. And they they realize like, oh, he actually knows what he's doing instead of just just let the good times roll. I just bullshit. It feels like I just talk like I know what I'm doing, and yeah, people seem to go, oh yeah, yeah, no, no worries. We look the part, anyway. Yeah, well, that's the point. Is half the half the fights look like you know what you're doing. So everything's going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, love and work. Yeah, I, I enjoy my job. I, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, and it keeps me, for the most part, mentally engaged which yeah. is pretty hard for me sometimes from the time you left school um went to uni became an engineer now you're working what's your for you when you sit back what's your proudest moment of all of that uh, finishing my degree yeah okay because that there's a there's a point in there where i really didn't 
think I was going to ever finish. And yep. I and a couple of my mates said the same thing. Like it, it definitely tried me. Yeah. And I definitely didn't want to be there for like a bit. Yeah. And I finished, and that 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 made me quite happy and proud. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um. And you know that's set you up for life now. Yeah. You've yeah, got appar- that. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently, I'm stuck now. <laughs> I'm stuck in this rut. They either set you up or I'm, set you in I'm, jail. I'm, I'm stuck in this twelve hour day right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So video games to gym. How did that happen? It happened um, kind of because of one of my uni mates mm-hmm. who was who was pretty big into the gym. Yeah. He just, just hounded me. Just every day he's like, you eat shit, you don't do anything, you're lazy. Get off your ass, you'll feel better. Wow. He just, every day, love yeah. him to bits. I love him. Yeah. He's, he's one of the boys that he did, he did the ride with to Wollongong with me and Speedy. Yeah. He's the same guy that, that convinced me to ride 82 kilometers. Yeah. Absolute pelican. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so he just hounded me for probably probably two months. Just you need to get your shit together. You need to start 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 being active. You'll be less like How was that making you feel? I felt I felt lazy. Yeah. And it, it worked. And I'm always so thankful for it because now I, I'm I'm pretty heavy into it and I, I'm there was a point there where I was pretty pretty nuts for it too. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I went a bit that, too hard. That gap year. Yeah, the the gap you gap were ten months. Legit an athlete. I la- I lived here. Yeah. I lived here. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. I would, I would do it again. Every, I would, if another eight months came up where I could spend here, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. So what uh, What was your first gym? How did you get into it? So I, I wasn't the first time going to the gym. Yep. Like I went to the gym as like a in year 11 and 12 until mm-hmm. I, I dislocated my knee. Okay. And that pretty much cut that one in half. Mm-hmm. That How was did done. you do that? I played softball actually. Oh, okay. Again, men's team, batting, had a swing, knee. Knee popped out, so my patella popped out. Jesus, I've dropped on the sweet. ground. Yeah, all the boys just started laughing in the dugout. <laughs> As they do, get up, you pussy, get up! Like, come on, stop being a pussy, get up! Like, have a go. The catcher from like the other team goes, "Nah, like you guys are gonna have to come get him, eh?" He's like, "I heard it pop. You're gonna come carry him off." So I went to hospital and was on crutches for like six months. Yeah, okay. For the the reconstruction of that. Did it look like Richard Spanos? No, actually, because it went back in. Yeah, okay. So at first, I went to the like their first thought was an ACL, meniscus, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Then they did a scan, had my ACL, my MCL, PCL, whatever it is, intact. All everything's intact. Yeah. Then they did something else, and they saw they could see the bruising. In a, I can't remember what scan it was, but they could see the bruising in the scan. They're like, ah. You've dislocated and popped back in. Mm. And then the surgeon's like, I highly recommend this surgery. To He's like, once it goes once, it's 50 50 for, for the second time. Yeah. Once you go the second time, you're 90 10. Like the, that'll go a third time. And yep. once it's gone three times, it's always going to happen. He's like, it, it's like a 99%. It'll just, yep. it'll just pop out, pop back in. It's, it's fucked. Yeah. He said, highly recommend you get this surgery now. It'll fix it. Yeah. Um, Regret that surgery. There's definitely better ways to fix it now, now than surgery. And yeah, I okay. Kind of fucked me for a bit. Did it take six months? Did it? Yeah. So I, I couldn't couldn't, <laughs> couldn't weight bear, couldn't bend my knee, and then it took me a long time to slowly start bending my knee. And then once I had full bend in my knee, which took a long time, I could only start weight bearing with it straight, mm. and then slowly start weight bearing it bend. And then yeah, I, I probably didn't run for over a year. Yeah. Okay. Just like because it's the it's called a um, osteotibial reconstruction. Yeah. So the way it works is where your quad attaches down on like your shin, basically. Yes. 
or your tibia. Yep. They um where it attaches, they cut out that attachment off the bone. So they cut a segment of bone. So it's like basically a flap of bone where the quads attached. They make a, a flat plate basically and they slide it along so your quad now tracks straighter through through your knee. Okay. So it um realigns the tracking of your, your patella to straight so it's less likely to dislocate. Yeah, right. So yeah. There's a, a big operation, two screws. Yep. Um yeah. Does it affect you today? Uh, recently, not until recently, actually, till Super Total Two, uh, it was pretty good. We're probably, well, we're probably a month out with yep. my peak block, and yeah. uh, it blew up, as you probably remember. Yep. And um, yeah, it kind of played it a bit blew of fuckery. Up to twice the size of. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah two knees put together easily. Yeah. So yeah, that was very interesting. Mm. Um, still squatted a PB, so it's all good. That's all that matters. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So um. You're at which yeah so gyms what yeah so I, I started started going to the gym at um uh, stay fit in North Richmond okay yep and it was just a just a just process yep like bodybuilding buys tries mirrors yep get a pump on go yep. home yeah think think you king shit where you going with your mate I was going with um a couple of boys from from the Royal yep and yeah just train by myself train with them. Yep. Just bro sesh. Yep. Have a good time. So stay fit. Where'd you go next? So from stay fit, again, Boyd, I started talking to Boyd about deadlifting. Yeah. Because as everyone will find out, Boyd loves to deadlift. <laughs> That's all he does. <laughs> um, so I started talking to Boyd. We started talking about deadlifts and he, he said, um, I think the, the gist was like, come to uni gym, you'll learn. Like there's people that can teach you. Yep. Like, they, they power lift. People will teach you. So through through uni gym. Plus, I was at um, WSU as well. So Luke Luke Brennan was at at Kingswood campus. Yep. So I went to see him. He helped me. I started training at uni gym. Mm-hmm. Just power lifting, mostly deadlifts. Yep. So it was, it was more like a a um like a power building at that point. So I was focusing on power lifting with bodybuilding accessories. Yep. Nice. How did how did that make you feel? Um. I started. I was getting stronger, which yeah. always makes you happy. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I I enjoyed it. But I got it's the same thing every every day. Really, yeah. it's kind of boring. Kind of like I still enjoy it. Yeah, like, I still definitely do it. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't do it anymore. Like yeah. So, how long did that last for? I actually don't know. <laughs> It was it was probably a year. Yeah, probably about a year, bit under actually. Did you start training between the two, between Kingswood and Hawkesbury campus? Yeah, so I I'd, I'd alternate depending on what's happening. Like, yeah, where you were with uni. Yeah, and- yeah. So if I was at uni, I just train over there. Yeah, but if all my days off, I'd train here because it's, it's closer. Yep. Or if like because um Brennan's was running his um his like strength class and stuff, I'd yep. make sure I'd go over there for that. Yeah. All those kind of things, like yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So in between Kingswood and Hawkesbury gyms. So how did you come to do CrossFit? So again, I was I was kind of bullied into CrossFit. Really, I talked a lot. <laughs> no of banter, sh- just bully. I, I talked a lot of shit about CrossFit. Yeah. Um. I remember having a conversation with with Katie Miller about this. She's like, "Oh, I'm going. I'm going to the to regionals." I'm like, fuck, CrossFit's gay. <laughs> Who the fuck would want to do CrossFit? Um, was it, I'm pretty sure the the direct quote like yeah. why the fuck would you go watch it? Yeah, we might have to um 
bring Katie on to yeah. verify that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what was said. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look at me so now. She's like, going to regionals. Yeah, she went to, was that 2018 regionals, last regionals? Mm. Would have been 18. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that was early in the year. I can't think. Yeah. Whenever regionals was. They're, they're usually around, they were usually around May. Yeah, so it would have been about then. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to regionals. I'm like, no, fuck that. CrossFit's gay. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then Todd, Todd on the sitting on his counter, just talking shit as per usual, just just into me. Come do CrossFit. Come do CrossFit. Every time I walked in, come do CrossFit. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure John even started too. Even started to get, come on, just come do it. Just one, just try it. And then um, I had a, a deload programmed. Yeah. In my program. So, so in powerlifting, I had a deload. So I'm like, you know what? I'll do this deload and then I'll start. Yeah. And it was all downhill from there. I took Boyd into starting with me. So we're both going to start together. At the same time? Yep. Do you remember your first session? Yeah, I do. It was horrid. <laughs> I had uh, bur- <laughs> burpees, hanging knee raises, um, hand release push-ups and something else. And I hated it. Beautiful. I died. It was one of the worst things I've ever done. Yep. Look at me now. Still yeah, doing it. Look at you Still now. hate burpees. <laughs> did, um, what was your second, like, how did you feel after that first one and- like what made you come back for a second stint? I, I was, I don't know. I ended up being very, very sore. Yep. Like, I don't know. For some reason, my legs were fucked. Like, fucked, fucked. Like, I could barely walk. I remember having box step ups and just using one leg because it hurt less than the other leg. <laughs> so, I did like, how many box step it was, I just did it with one leg because it hurt less than the other leg to step up. Yeah. Um, I struggled to walk for a couple of days. Like, I was in, in the pain cave. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I just kept. I, I don't know why. I just kept doing it. And I think it was like after two months, I think even Todd goes, do you enjoy it? I'm like, no, I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. But I think I think it was I we the the starting of like the subpar athletes club, like yep. the, the sack, yep. the boys. Um, I think that's really what kept me coming. Like, yeah. We just had so much fun. Just and and everyone just gravitated to CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. And and we just like and I know like you probably saw it like we'd finish the CrossFit, we'd do like the 6.30 class would, or the 5.30 class and finish at 6.30 and then we'd stand at the desk till nine. Like yep. we'd stand there and just yep. talk shit. Mitch Winter, yourself. Yep. And Todd. And we'd Todd. stand there, Boyd, yep. and just talk. And it was just the boys just talking shit. Yeah. And that's probably why I still do it. Like, Yeah. Was, my next question was like what do you love most about CrossFit? It's, it's the community. It's yeah. just – like and it's I don't know I've been to another CrossFit gym and it's and maybe because I'm so new there it wasn't the same yeah but coming here it's I, I'm coming not just am I coming to, to work out and I'm gonna die yeah I'm I'm gonna struggle yeah but I, I get to spend time with my mates like and like just know, knowing that's gonna happen it's easy to get here like once you're here it's it's easy you're all suffering together yeah yeah once you're here it's yeah. again it's just that when you're coming to see your mates yeah it's easy to get here. Which is sometimes a struggle. It's yes. hard to get places is when you don't want to go. True. Is there any? Do you have a funny story from CrossFit? Any workouts that have just murdered you? Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of those. <laughs> um, I've been murdered a fair few times by people. Yeah. Certain people have a tendency to murder me. Can I have a guess? Yeah, you Brad can. Evans? You, yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. He's <laughs> he's sadistic. He has some fucking shit ideas. He's um, I've seen him a couple of times drag you into a workout. I think he's just like, 
you know, like a cat. He knows I'm going to say yes. He knows I'm going to say yes. Yep. And you know what? I, I enjoy saying yes. Yeah. I, I, I die every time. And I, he knows I'm going to die, but I'm always going to say yes. And I'll even ask him, like, do you got to work out? We'll do. Because I know it's going to help. And yeah. it's, it, in the long run, it's probably better. Yeah. But while I'm dying at the end of it, it's never good. Yeah. But before it, I'm always like, yeah, let's do it. And I still always go back. I never say no. It's awesome, isn't it? Like the other, the other day, you did it as well on that Sunday. Mm. He goes, this is the warm-up. Yeah. It wasn't a warm-up. 75 cows? Yes. With... Like six kettlebell swings on the yeah, minute? Yeah, so, so on, on the rower, 75 rowing cows with, yeah. with however many kettlebell swings it was. Was it six or eight? I think it's, it's or, well, no, it was six. It, it was six. It started at six. They increased six, eight, ten. So yeah. 75 and ten kettlebells, uh, six kettlebell swings. Yep. Then you went back for another 75 cows on the bike. On the bike with goblet squats. Correct. Eight. And then, yeah. And then 75 cows on the, on the ski. With um, sumo deadlift high pulls with a kettlebell. And that was the fucking And he goes, it's just a warm-up, boys. Like, you should be right. Like, it's no worries. Like, it's going to take us seven minutes like it took him. Like, no, I was there 20 minutes going and going, I'm fucked. We're 18 minutes in. We're on, this is no warm-up, bro. I'm 30 cows into my row and going, I'm warm. (laughs) Like, let's let's go to the real workout now. No, and I still had to do a 70-cow bike, 75-cow bike and a 75-cow ski. Fuck you, Brad. Yeah. We love you, Brad. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything about CrossFit that you would change? No, no. There's no point. Perfect Why? model. Yeah, I, th- I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Why change what you? Why change what's working? Like, it, yeah, it yeah. works. Okay. Yeah. It's it's done its job. Um, what would you say to people that are just on the fringe of? Oh, should I try CrossFit? This is my brother. Yeah. I was on to him probably two months more. How of did just, that all play out? Well, he's here. So yeah. it, it played out. It I won. Well. I won. You bullied him. I I was actually really kind to him. I, I put it to him. He's like, the fitter you get, the harder it gets. Yeah. So it's actually easier when you start. And I remember John saying this to when I started. He's like, we'll take like take care of you. Like, you're not going to, you're not coming in and we're going to fuck you up first go. Like. Yeah, you get easy into it. Like you're not, you don't have to do the weights that are written. Like you can scale movements. Like it's like just one of those things. Like people kind of just expect. Like they just see like that games athletes doing ridiculous weights and moving quick. Where it's not like that when you start. Like mm. you start. There's boys here so much fitter than me, but it's like the, you see them at the end. Like they can be in a worse off place than I am, mm. and I'm unfitter. Like yeah, it's just they go harder. They go quicker. It's heavier. It's just all those things. And like, I, in my opinion, it gets harder the better you get at it. And it gives you, when you see that, it gives you something to aspire to as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. And it's motivating. I just, just that heart, the harder it gets, like, don't be scared because it's only going to get, it's hard because it's only going to get worse. <laughs> like, don't be scared at the start. But it's addictive. But, oh, the fear, that feeling, not like when you're doing it, not, 10 minutes after you've done it, but like three hours later. Yeah. Once you're like, you're feeling your, your energies come back, like all your levels are kind of back to normal. Yeah. But you just feel like you're just mentally clear. Mm. All that, like that mental chatter yep. is gone. Yeah. And that's, that's so powerful. Like, yeah, absolutely. To get, to get rid of like, like I was um in the, in the car today. I haven't trained, but I was in the car today and just watching a, a lady, like a car didn't go for like two seconds at, at a green light and she honked a horn. Yeah. It's like, I've just driven four and a bit hours and I'm more patient than you. Mm. You just honked. He just stopped. 
So like the car in front stopped for a second and the, she was the third car back and she's on a horn. Mm. It's, like, what? it's not going to make him go quicker. That's like, right. But it's just that like just so on edge. Like she's got so much more extra energy. Yeah. That if you just trained and burnt off that energy, you all of a sudden so much more relaxed and calm. And Yeah. We need to get rid of energy. Yeah. I, I was actually listening to a um, Joe Rogan podcast. He has and, a good quote about this. Yeah. And it, about when every time he leaves um, jiu-jitsu – and someone cuts him off, he doesn't care because what? Like he's so not relaxed, but he's just ex- all that energy yeah. that you know people that are having road rage and you know they're not expelling that energy. They're into it. They're so angry and they're ready to go. But when you're just getting rid of that energy, whether it's jujitsu or CrossFit or you're running or you're exercising, you just you you don't have the you don't want to go to that. You just like of, you just like. Well, fuck it. Who yeah. cares? Like, what's it? Yeah, just cut me off. Yeah. Who cares? He, he has a good explanation. He talks about where he talks about like a battery level. Mm. He's like, when you when you don't do anything to take care of yourself that way, like it's like you're overflowing battery and you just got that battery acid running out. Yes. And you're just like on edge and ready to like to, to blow, just ready to – but once you drain it, you're just a bit calmer. Like yep. your energy levels are a bit lower and you're just like, eh, whatever. Like those endorphins releasing, you, you're good yep. to go. Like 100%. Just happier. Um, I've I've been watching heaps of Joe Rogan. Yeah, awesome. What do you have a favorite one? Of oh, his? I love listening to conspiracy theories. <laughs> I love when the nut jobs get on and talk. <laughs> they're the best. Like they're so entertaining. Like that. There's an Alex Jones one from recently. It's like four and a half hours or something. I something nuts. I haven't listened. To that he one. goes in. He talks about the most random shit. Yeah, and you're just like, no, nah, that's not true. And then it comes like there's certain things that he's talked about that have come out like yeah. being true. Um. Stuff about aliens. Yeah. Love hearing him talk about aliens. Yeah. He has a – there's a guy named Bob Lazar. He has a documentary on Netflix done by um, Jeremy Corbell. Okay. Um, and he talk, He worked in a place called – I think it's S4. And he, he talks about working on spaceships, which is – Wow. Like he um, – yeah, really, really good listening. Yeah. Um, Did you see the one with the jet fighter? Yeah. Um, uh, Colonel um, something favor, favor, favor. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. He, again. Just off Mexico. He, yeah. Yeah. Again, with the producer, Jeremy Corbell, yes. sitting in the room. That's him, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but back to Bob Lazar quickly. Um, yeah. He worked on the propulsion systems of the airplanes because he he worked f- doing something for some company doing um, jet engines. Okay. So, they hired, they like a, poached him basically to work in this army base. He got like ready in and then the game select information but like there's a element called element 115 i think it is and that wasn't discovered to the 2000s and this is from like 90s something mm. like early in the 19 1990s i think it was um and he came out saying that's an element and that's what they used to make up their their gravity propulsion system in their their aircraft and like and then however many years later they they made an unstable element of 115. Like, it's not stable. But he came out way before saying it's a thing, like it's stable. Highly recommended it. Well, I, I was, was sitting Joe's there going, reaction? holy shit. Yeah. Um, he loves him, eh? Yeah. He, he talks about him all the time still. Yeah. Um, I've heard him mention Bob Lazar a few yeah. times. Yeah, because he's like he's that person that kind of has that – the way he talks about it, he doesn't want to talk about it. That's the thing. Like, mm. a lot of nut job – space people like yeah, get, talk about it yep. like they want you to know about it. he's like i don't want to talk about it 
Mm. He like got persuaded to talk about it the first time. And then ever since then, like in the documentary, he's on the phone to Jeremy Corbell and he gets raided by the FBI. They're just trying to shut him up. Just, just annoy him. Mm. Just don't. Cause, cause they, well, the whole idea is he's, he's telling the truth. Yeah. And they just don't want to make his life easy. Like mm. his old job said he didn't go there. He never worked there. Um, where he went to university, no records of him ever working there. His birth certificate's gone. Basically, doesn't exist. How I'm going to watch that. Um, the yeah. docu- what, listen to the podcast and watch the documentary. Yeah, nice. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, there's another one that I really liked um, by a guy named Robert Shock. Okay. He talks about the pyramids and the misdating of the pyramids. Yeah. And like how the, the Sphinx, how it's got a, a human face. Yep. And it, he believes it wasn't originally a human face. It was actually a lion, lion face. And that when I can't remember who it was, someone came in and took over. They um they resculpted it after a pharaoh. Okay. And that the pyramids are like nine thousand years older than our textbooks say. Just and he's a, he's a geologist. Yeah. That got into pyramids, and because he's a geologist, worked out what the erosion is for that area. Yeah. And how old the rocks are, and gone. No, no, no. The dates wrong. Like. You guys have done it wrong. So, yeah, real interesting stuff like that. Um, and there's another one a guy talks about um, lost civilizations. Yeah, okay. Also very interesting. Can't think of the name off the top of my head. Like under the sea kind of stuff? No, or... like in the Amazon. Yeah, oh, okay. And stuff like that, yeah. Do you know the name of that one? I, I'd have to look it up, but he he's awesome. Yeah. Another good one. Um, yeah. I've got to go on more four-and-a-half-hour drives to catch up on all Man, this Man, I knock out some podcasts. Like, yeah. Um, like I was listening to one today about a guy. He was talking about um, alcohol and the way um, the way blackout drunk works and how it's actually like your brain turns off the part of your – like you turn off the part of your brain called the hic- hic- hippocampus, okay. something like that, and that's why blackout drunk is. Like you forget your memories because that's the, the part of your brain that, that creates memories. Yeah, right. And you just – when it's – when you have a night where you remember things and don't remember stuff, that means you're on the edge of it turning off and you're like skirting on and off of that edge. That's half but of when, my 20s. when you don't remember it, it means that party brain's just off. Gone. Just off. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. And there was like a, he was talking about a study done where a guy was in like Illinois or something. He was like a lawyer. He got on the, on the drink, flew from Illinois to, to Vegas and two days later woke up in Vegas. Because he'd obviously just stayed on the drink enough that he was off that whole time. Gone. How did I get here? Yep. And that's what they found out. Like that amount of alcohol at a certain level, and it's like a certain level that yep. it, that turns off. It's like like three times the legal like driving limit, mm. and your brain turns off. That's happened to me. Yeah. So a, a very quick story. Melbourne Cup. I think it was ninety. Oh. It was late nineties. Anyway, I was going to say before I'm born. Or- yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, races have a big win, and there's on with two mates. We end up at the rocks that night. The last thing I remember is drinking red wine after drinking all day. Drinking red wine, I remember sitting at the table. The next thing I remember. It's four o'clock in the morning and I'm in Bateman's Bay, McDonald's. <laughs> uh, you've told me this story before, yeah. actually. Uh, and apparently, I was still in my suit, yeah. no clothes, and apparently I had somehow 
got to a mate of a mate of ours was finishing mid at midnight that night because he worked in hospitality. My other mate said, eh, "We've won all this money. We're having such a great time. We're going to Melbourne." And somehow I've just tagged along. I'm in this car going to Melbourne. So between sitting in the rocks and Bateman's Bay McDonald's, I've no idea. Yeah, that's your brain just shutting off. Like it just turns off. Loved it. And you can be fully functional. Is yes. the crazy part. Apparently you're, I was. You're fully functional. Like you can not even be that drunk. Like you can present pretty sober, but your brain's off. Yeah. And you're like just a husk of a person, just going about your normal shit. Yeah. But you're not there. Like you kidnapped. don't remember it. Yeah. Kidnapped. Oh. Willingly. <laughs> Allegedly. Willingly. So I think we all can relate to those yeah, stories. It's great. Yeah. It's the Christmas party. Um, do you have any regrets in life? Uh oh, like there's just like no real regrets, but it's just like things like, yeah, nah, not really. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with how things are turning out. You know what? There's times there where I'm like, fuck, I've did, done this wrong, done this wrong. But you know where I am now? Who cares? Yeah. I have fun. That's good. No point regretting. No yeah. point looking back. Yeah. Just look back to learn. That's it. Awesome. Keep moving forward. Do you have any fears or phobias? Ah, uh, so <laughs> I'm scared of spiders, <laughs> heights. <laughs> Just yeah. everything, really. Yeah. Just a little bitch. Um, yeah. Snakes? Nah, I actually really love snakes. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know how this worked out. I love snakes. Hate spiders. Like, even though my spider phobia's got better. Yep. Um, I got bitten when I was young by a redback. Okay. And I was always scared. Yep. But then, like, I still kill them. I have some. Actually, I have a funny story about myself, but that's not happening. No one was there for that, so that wasn't going to come out. Um, with a spider, though, of yep. course. Yeah. It's, why is people scared of spiders but not snakes? I don't. I don't know. Most people are scared. of... I always thought it was the other or? way around. Yeah, I think it's mostly either or. Yeah, it's bizarre. But there is some people that hate both or like both. I don't know how people like spiders. They're fucked. Yeah, they're disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't rate especially either. huntsmen. <laughs> they're just fucking big. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Daddy long legs are alright. They're okay. We're we're cool. We chill. Yeah, they help us a bit. Yeah. Um. If you could go back to teenage MJ, what advice would you give him? Um, invest in Bitcoin, then you never have to work again <laughs> because I don't want to work. I just want to have a gap year for the rest of my life and that would be my only advice. Yep. Buy as much as I can when it was like 10 cents and then sell it for 20K. Nice. Have you? Had, did you listen to Mitch Winner's podcast yet? Yeah. he's. I, I've actually spoke to Mitch about that before. Yep. Like I forgot and then he brought it up. And then, For those that haven't listened yet, but he invests in shares. Yeah. So I've spoke to him about doing that before. Doing well. Yeah. And um, I don't know how it came up, but I when he brought it up and I was listening to it the other day, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I remember that conversation. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, mate, it's awesome that uh, all from my perspective, you know, you make the effort to – you know, you're working four and a half hours away and you're making the effort to travel back down. Um, Friday night, you lob back in Sydney and then you make the trek back Sunday night. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't stay up there, hey. I um, yeah. What's the purpose of that? I had Tuesday off yep. this week because of the fires and I laid in bed from 6 a.m. till 4 p.m. when I decided, when I got a phone call saying we're not working Wednesday, I said, fuck this shit, I'm going home. Beautiful. And I drove home f- Tuesday night. Yeah. And I was I got home at like nine o'clock. Yeah. I was here at five AM, yeah. ready at five thirty in the morning, ready to throw down in a wad. <laughs> Came back, did my deadlifts, and then I got in the car and drove home. Like I was back to work Thursday morning, like nothing ever happened. That's awesome. And I think that just gives you an outlet and a, a bit of an escape from there. I um I'm very busy during the day. Yeah. So I work like 
close to 12 hours. And then I, I usually try and train three days a week, yep. which is hard. Um, but I most nights won't get – like so Monday I get home early. I get home about 6.30 on a Monday. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday I get home eight, quarter past eight kind of thing. Eat dinner, go to bed. Long day. So I, I just – yeah, I'm trying to get to sleep by 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Like, like, like I did here. But yep. it's just a bit harder now. Yeah. But then I know Friday I finish at 3, 3.30 – Two o'clock, whenever my boss isn't there, just duck out. Out the door. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just kind of come home. We've been doing the open for the last five weeks. Yeah. I just loved loved that coming home and I know I'm coming here. Yeah. I know I'm going to struggle. I know I'm going to die. Yeah. But I get to see my mates, get to get to come here. Like I enjoy it. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. It's awesome that we still get to – be a part of your life yep. every weekend and you know for however long that you can keep that up for we're, we're grateful we ain't fucking leaving <laughs> <laughs> yeah um mate awesome i've got some just rapid fire yep, questions yep, yep. for you uh what's your favorite takeaway meal it could be real cliche say thai buffalo <laughs> nah i'm a massive burger fan just uh, just burgers good burgers too like i'll drive from to the city anywhere for, no i'll drive to the city for a good burger yeah not a not really much local that I really enjoy. Um, yeah, like Parramatta kind of way yeah. in further. You took me, um, and there was a bunch of us that went to we butter, got some fr- fried chicken, fried chicken. I should have been black, hey. Donuts, um, donuts and fried chicken, maple syrup. Oh, that Mate. fried chicken is to die for. Like, yeah, I love KFC. Yeah, but I always feel shit after eating KFC. Yeah, that fried chicken you can eat it and it's crunchy, it's tasty, it's juicy. But you don't feel shit. Like you don't have that. Like that. Oh, I feel terrible. My guts 100%. are Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. I'll forever thank you for taking yeah. me there. It was beautiful. I haven't but, been in a while. I need to go back. Butter at Parramatta. Yeah. Highly recommend Butter Parramatta. Um. Favorite all time movie. You can't pick a movie. I would say my genre is comedy. Yeah. I love comedies, and there's just so many. Like yeah. I'll watch. I'll sit and watch two hours of stand up comedy. I yeah. listen to Joe Rogan. I, I love comedy. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But com- you, comedy in general. Do you go to many live shows? I don't. I went I went and saw Burt Crusher, The Machine. He he's one of my favorite comedians. He's yeah. hilarious. Me, me, Pat Boyd, and a couple of Pat's other mates, we went and saw him and it was just a laugh. Like yeah. just an absolute crack up. Like he's hilarious. Love his love his specials, his stand up, love his podcast. He has a great podcast. Yeah. Hilarious bloke. It's good to laugh in it. Yeah. Um, if you could have any elite talent or superpower, see what would it be? I'm screwing you got Lily on before me because I was going to say teleportation. Oh, really? Because I could get oh, home quick. Because right I now. could get home quicker. Yeah, I live for four and a half hours away. Teleporting would be I could come here train in the morning and just teleport straight to work. Like, yeah, I could come home every night. I wouldn't have to move out. It'd be mum pretty, could do my washing still. It'd be, it'd be great. Pretty convenient, wouldn't it? I just I just live so far away. Yeah, and it means I could keep training here. Yep. And that'll be the best part for me would yep. be to teleport. Perfect. And I'm like when I listened to a podcast um this morning, I was so upset because no one has <laughs> stolen it yet. And I'm like, I'm gonna get to do it. And then got to that and she said, I'm like, shit, eh? <laughs> Lily crushing dreams yeah. everywhere. Um is Mitch Winter's large testicle the best thing you've ever seen? You know what? That thing has provided me with some much entertainment and I miss it. Rip the nut and that Bondi. Like you didn't talk about the Bondi story, but that guy's scarred. Yeah. Oh, we did mention about you did talk. You did, but you didn't very briefly no details, about. But he's definitely never yeah. going to be the same again. No. Nah. 
Um, what a day that was. I can't wait for this year's one. 22nd of December. 22nd. I'll be there. So I'm sun, on holidays. It's a Sunday. I'm so, on holidays. Um, I'll put out an event soon, but um, Anyone yeah. listening, you got an early, early Sunday, invite. 22nd of December, Aridi does Bondi. Part two. Part two. Minus the nut. <laughs> <laughs> What are the hashtags? Save the nut. Oh, if if anyone has some free time, go look back at at some uh, ready posts and just read the read the hashtags. Yeah, there was a there was a hashtag. Few... Save the nut. Hashtag rip nut. Yeah, hashtag um, uh, cut or save and like <laughs> we we should have done a poll. I reckon. I don't think Mitch deserved to choose there. No, it became the boys' thing. Yeah. We all should have got to say that thing would never. It'd still be around if we had it. I miss it. Yeah. Um. If you're down to your last 20 bucks, how would you spend it? I'd probably buy a burger. Yep. But where I'd, from? I don't know because they're all over $20. <laughs> I'd try and talk them out of some money um, or I'd go buy some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Or what, fla- what flavor? Uh, tonight dough. I'd eat nice. as many tubs as $20 gets me and then die. Yeah, perfect. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you only live once. Yeah, that's exactly it. MJ, um, we'll do this again. Thank you. Um, thanks so much for doing this. And um, yeah, all the best, brother. That's great. Talk to you soon. Sweet. Thanks, mate.